Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Four Bank County Health and Human Services Just for the Health of It podcast, where we cover several topics to help the public make some informed decisions. Now, joining me today is Four Bank County Animal Services Director Renee Vasquez. Renee is here to talk about the county's trap neuter program implemented by him several years ago. This program has been so successful that other animal services organizations are now using the same exact program. Now, in 2019, Animal Services was named one of the shelters that, quote, kicked ass by American Pets. We're also going to talk briefly on what you can do if your pet is infected with COVID-19. But first, Renee, congratulations on such great work in the county. And I'm just going to have to bring it up again. Congratulations on being with Animal Services for 25 years. I appreciate it. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. (laughs) It's gone by really fast. Yeah, yeah. You've done a lot for Animal Services. But this program that that I mentioned earlier is something that you're very proud of. Yes. Tell me how this program worked. Well, with that being said, um, we uh, since I became the director probably in late 2014, um, we started saving a lot more lives. So we switched the shelter com- compared to what we used to be. So we started saving 90% of the animals compared to euthanizing 90% of the animals. But we knew we didn't have an outcome for the cats. Um, the feral cats, unfortunately, would come into the shelter, would get their temperament tested and then the animals would have to be euthanized because we had no program. Um, At that time, I started going to several conferences and I started, you know, looking into the trap neuter return program. And um, we knew I spoke to people from American Pets Alive, from people from Best Friends Organization. And um, this was the only way to be able to do it. With that being said, we had to start implementing and trying to change the law because in Fort Bend County, there is a leash law for cats. So we couldn't, we couldn't do the trap neuter return because technically we'll be breaking our own law that we're supposed to be enforcing. So we started from the top. You know, we, um, we, we got different organizations um, like um, um, just American Pets Alive, trying to see how, how we can change, how we can change the law. And uh, with that being said, we, we went in, we started talking to all the judge and the commissioners and uh, everyone, everyone accepted it and embraced it. Uh, I guess in June 2000, 2018, June 6 is when we, we went to commissioner's court, passed, and uh, we kicked off with a pilot program. We started small. We did two zip codes where um, our, pro- our, our uh, numbers showed that that's where we were picking up the most uh, feral cats. So we started there, and um, oh, we didn't know how it was going to be because it's, it's always been done shel- just by the shelter. So we, we were funded through a, a Petco grant that we got during Hurricane Harvey. And uh, we, we started buying traps and the material. And um, I don't know, since, since then, we, um, it seems like the community embraced it then. Um, we were scared. We didn't know if, if we would have kickback because, you know, the, the thing that's always been done is people would, we lend people traps, they pick them up, the cats come back, and the cats never go back out. And there's a way to identify those cats that you've already came into contact with yes. as an org- as animal services what is that way so when we amended the law uh we what we stated is in order for for a community cat to be roaming free um, the left ear needs to be tipped so it's just about a quarter of an inch and it's just a just a little tip but when you look at the cat um one side obviously is just a straight little line and uh, whenever you see that cat in fort Bend county then that shows that it's a community cat um, it has been spay or neutered and has also had a rabies shot um, there is other people that are doing it on their own in Fort Bend County because they were doing it then. Uh, but now we're the ones that, that you know, we're kind of the, 
and it it doesn't cost anything. You pick up these cats and it doesn't cost citizens. I mean, what I'm saying is if I wanted to to help you guys out, would I have to pay a fee or you just drop off the cats at your animal yeah. services? So every day, uh, well, I shouldn't say every day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday uh, is our big trap neuter return uh, days. So people, the community bring cats uh, in the morning. Our parking lots are completely full all three days. I think we average probably between 15 to 25 cats just from the community itself. And they bring the cats. Um, they know they sign the paperwork. They know that we will do the surgery that same day and they come back the next day to pick the cats up. Now we also do shelter neuter return. So if we say you call and you have a cat in your trap, we'll come out and pick up that cat, the field, uh, one of our animal control officers, and we'll bring it back to the shelter, label it as a shelter neuter return, get him fixed, go through the process, and the next day we will go back and relocate it in the same area, free of cost. Yes. You mentioned that there you started with two zip codes. What were those zip codes? Yeah, that was uh, the city of Richmond and the city of Needville. Um, I, we had... We and had why this, did they have a lot of cats? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I don't know if it's just, um, a lot of it is country. Uh, towards Needville is a lot of country. So you just, you'd be surprised how many cats, how many kittens one mother could have. Um, they, they could be bred three, four times a year, um, which if it's five to six kittens, a, you know, just from one mama cat, they, they really, really, really become uh, crazy. So we, we focused on that. And I mean, our goal is to, to be able to show maybe in five, 10 years, like, wow, look at this. Like, you know, we, we started with all these numbers and now look where we're at now. So, and I mean, with that being said, up to date, we've probably saved 20, around 2,700 cats. So it helps control the cat population in, in the county. It does. Um, and why is that important? I mean, truthfully, uh, animal services is put here, you know, for two things, is to try to control the, the population and also the rabies aspect of it. But, I mean, it's, it's very, very important. Every animal that comes to the shelter, before it gets either rescued, fostered, adopted, you name it, it gets, it gets fixed. So, you know, puppies are super cute. There's no doubt. But, you know, we have to slow it down because with puppies, you know, it's just they become big. Some people end up bringing them back. So if we could just... Stop it, slow it down. I mean, it's, it's a great thing. So you guys were named uh, one of those shelters that quote-unquote kicked ass. So how did other animal services hear about you guys? You know, we're always out there putting our, putting our name out there. We're always in people's faces. You know, we're always... I know you told me somebody reached out to you, and it, to a couple of animal services organizations reached out to you and said, hey, can you teach us how, to, how, yes. how did you do this? Talk to me about that. Yes, it was pretty neat. Um, I got to go and speak at a convention for Alley Cat Allies, which without without them, this I don't even know if this would be this would be taken care of because uh, her name is Alice and she came over and she helped us all the time, stayed the night, run and got her hotel. But with that being said, um, I got re- we got recognized and I got to go and speak in Dallas um, as a shelter because people don't realize how hard it is to convince animal control officers, county officials, that this is this is a good program. Um, it's hard. Some people didn't, can't flip that switch. I did. And um, so anyways, with that being said, I spoke there and um, someone from the city of Bastrop in Texas came and um, said, hey, would you be interested in speaking to our county officials? And um, so I was like, well, I mean, sure, I, I'll develop a PowerPoint and we'll see what we can do. And Ali Cadillac also came with us and we, you know, we did our presentations and you know, sure enough, they're they're doing it. So, I mean, I feel uh, that maybe 
they saw, hey, look, it's not that bad. It's not, we're not trapping 20 cats in one location and going and taking them to Susie's house now over in another subdivision. The cats that we pick up go right back where they came from. The only good thing is they won't be able to multiply. Any numbers that you can provide us that showcases the well, big, how successful this program? I guess our big numbers um, is as of now we've saved we've saved twenty seven hundred cats total since two thousand eighteen June six two thousand eighteen. Um, we also I think we also got we we recognized ourselves when we hit a thousand uh, right at a year mark and we made a big video and people I think people saw it on our Facebook page and grabbed it embraced it and then kept it going. We I mean we've even. Like I said, we've we've been mentioned at different places, and it really is because of this program. I mean, we've it's to say we used to pick up around 500 feral cats a year, and unfortunately, those cats had to be euthanized. But now, it, it seems like these last two years we've doubled that. So we're not picking up more cats. It's the community coming in, and we know that the cats are out there. It's just how can we stop them from breeding and you know doing doing that. And how wonderful that now the community's on board with something like this, that your parking lot, like you said, is full uh, every time. And, and, and they bring these cats and, you know, it's just a, a collaborative effort, really, between animal services and the county. Yes, you should see it. It's a it's we always call it control chaos because, I mean, people are picking up cats we're cleaning the cages we're picking up more cats. And I mean, you have to all the paperwork has to be in order because tomorrow they're coming back to pick up their fur babies. So it's like, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's super rewarding. We know that this program by far, I feel that this is one of our biggest programs that we've put in place since, at least since I've been the director there. Cause I mean, it's, it saved a lot of lives. Yes. All right. Let's move to the second topic. That's probably on a lot of people's minds lately. What do you do if your pet is infected with COVID-19 or if someone suspects that their pet might've been exposed to a person that might have had COVID-19 or have COVID-19. Yeah, definitely a big topic. Um, we follow a lot of American Pets Alive's um, data. Uh, they put things out every month. We've been in um, meetings with them on the computer and just, you know, so on and so forth. And they, they know what they're doing. Uh, they've been saving animals for a long, long time. And um, I mean, what's crazy is that as of now, there's only been around 25 total animals in the United States that have tested positive um, for COVID. Uh, with that being said, I mean, really, really, really what, what you have to do is you almost treat them like a human. Um, you know, you don't want to be, I guess, in their face. You know, I mean, you, you want to keep your social distance. Um, doesn't mean that the animal has to leave anywhere. I mean, it's just, it's just like if it's a normal person that's in the household, obviously, you know, you can't put a mask on your, you know, on your dog or cat. Um, but you just, you definitely want to be careful. You want to keep your distance. And I do know, like if, let's say I had it, um, I know, <clears throat> same thing goes. Um, I don't want to be in that pet's face. I'd rather one of my children, you know, take care of that animal while I'm out. I mean, it, but it's not, it's not the end of the world. Uh, you just, you just want to, you, you know, you just want to keep, keep your distance. Um, definitely follow all the, the six foot. Uh, you don't want to be going to dog parks. You don't want to go to Petco with your dog. You just want to, you want to keep them at home. It doesn't mean you can't walk them. Just like that doesn't mean you can't go outside if you're positive. It's just it's about that six-foot distance. So, yes. Once again, thank you so much, Renee, for speaking to us on these two important topics. And we want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Please make sure to stay connected by following us on social media through 
our Facebook page, which is Fort Bend County Health and Human Services, and our Twitter account, which is at Fort Bend Health. Thank you, and until next time.